0: Good afternoon, Jessica. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good afternoon, Thomas and Jessica. Yes, we're both here from uh, Wisebury Thompsons
1: at Richmond. Yes. And Wiseberry Penrith.
0: Okay, so we're going to give a bit of news about these two areas today?
1: Yeah, might as well okay. do both. So why
0: don't we just talk first about the uh, rental market in uh, Richmond area?
2: Yeah, the rental market in Richmond area is going absolutely fantastic at the moment. Yeah. Compared to a couple of months ago, we had a really high vacancy rate, a lot of rental properties on the market, and now um, it's completely changed around, and now we've got a lower vacancy rate. Most properties are only sitting vacant for less than 10 days. Oh, wow. Mm, So we've had a complete change.
0: So what was the factor that um, got that turnaround?
2: I think it's had a, a number of factors. I think we've had a lot less tenants moving out, wanting to stay put at the moment with the pandemic that's going on maybe. Yes. But also um, there's been a few changes with the government um, regulations in some areas for visas, right. um, which has pushed people out our way a little bit compared to other areas. Um, so
0: you saying that everyone from Enmore just happened to move out to Richmond?
1: Well, there's been a big mix. Um, I mean, majority of the people were Indian families. Yes. Um, because they could pick up a five-year visa if they found a rental property in in our two seven five three to two seven five eight postcode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was people sometimes ten deep queued up at properties to view rentals, which is unseen. It's just, um, and it's just changed. I mean, you, you it hasn't changed the area, but it's just changed. I mean we've really suffered with a huge vacancy factor. The whole area's had about 200 properties vacant yes. since November 2018 at any one time. And that's carried on right through. And again, like there's currently today 59 properties available in the area. Wow. In total, we had that many properties vacant ourselves in one agency in just in January. And then every agent sort of had similar so it's amazing that supply and demand has just changed hugely. Yeah, that it's happened, and suddenly I thought I saw today about ten we've got available in Richmond. Um, five of them aren't even available yet. Wow! So we're just and a couple have only been empty for a couple of days. Um, I, I know some of our landlords have been so happy because they've been getting rented before they're even vacant. So even, which hasn't even changed for the years, you know, it hasn't happened. Right. But,
2: and we've also had people offering more rent for properties as well.
0: So it's gone
1: up. Sure.
2: Yeah, some, some places are getting rent offered at a higher, it might only be $5, 10 $15, but that's more than what we had to advertise for just to try and make their application look better than the other applications. So I have noticed like a big change and it's been really positive. Right.
1: Which, which some owners have been happy to accept and other owners have been happy to go, you know what, it's not a competition. I'd rather just pick the best applicant than the person who can pay the most money. Because I think in one case, wasn't it $50 a week extra? Yes. They offered just because they saw the crowd and they thought, well, hang on, I'm paying X dollars already. Um, why would I want to pay any less? Yeah. I'll just pay the same as I'm paying and I'll out-buy everyone else. Yeah. So it's just supply and demand is what happens.
0: Oh, that's an amazing story. So that would make the area now very, very sellable or... or, or a great investment.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And it's not just Richmond area, like it's the areas around Richmond as well. Hawkesbury in general. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's
1: always been a good investment area anyway because we've got the university, we've got hospitals we've got a lot of schools so there's a lot of teacher population we've got the air force as well which has now got army in it too so
2: public transport you know
1: where the last richmond's got the last electric train it stops there mm-hmm. so people still i mean when i was a kid i had mates parents who travelled into the city every day they're still doing that now you go to the train station at 5 or 6 in the morning and there's just people bustling on catching a you know there's seven seat a seven carriage trains heading to the city every day easy trip. And the returns are around that sort of gross of around that 4% mark, just depending on some properties you can buy have got development potential. uh, Others are just pure investments. So they sort of range from three to sort of four and a half percent. So when you're
0: buying it right, you actually could be in positive gearing straight away.
1: Yep. Last couple of investments I've sold, they said they picked up rates below two and a half percent, but they're grossing at the 4% mark. So they're probably making half a percent minimum out of it. So it would be positively geared. Yeah,
0: that's an amazing thing. Wow, great story. How about the sales market?
1: The sales market has been very busy. I mean, a- as busy as it can be because we're not feeling a normal spring. Usually spring has a rush of properties onto the market, right. but we're not seeing that. Okay. And even some of the buyers that I was talking to in the last couple of weeks are going, you know what, we're going to have a holiday for a couple of weeks. We're going to have a bit of a rest because there's nothing new coming on. So, basically, everything new we're getting, we're selling. Some of the other stuff we're having to hang on to, once they market review it, then they tend to move away. But, I mean, in Richmond at the moment, there's, in the surrounding areas and Richmond, there's only 195 properties for sale in the whole of the Hawkesbury. Wow. I mean, that's a very low compared to usual. But, again, stuff's selling and there's not a big replacement coming. So, the old supply and demand curve is certainly going to hit a bit like the rental market as well. Um, which then will help keep prices up.
0: So what's your prediction in terms of the rental market and the sales market in the months to come?
1: In
2: the months leading up to Christmas, yeah. I think the rental market's going to stay the way it is at the moment. Yeah. I can't see any changes in the amount of people looking and applying for properties. Right. We're receiving multiple applications on properties, um, you know, and some owners are taking the chance to wait for a good application because they have that chance at the moment. I think our longest property we have vacant at the moment is at about 28 days. And that's purely because it's a unique property. It's not everyone's cup of tea. So it needs that special someone for it. Um, But I think the market's still going to go really good with rentals.
0: Okay.
1: And I think sales is going to follow the same suit. I mean, I was a little bit worried because you've had the banks talking, the negativity of prices are going to drop when everyone comes off JobKeeper and and all those sorts of things. But I, I tend to think the Hawkesbury and, and, and even partly the Nepean have been protected by that. I, I mean, I know agents in the city who've told me that they've got 50% of their rent roll are on COVID relief. We had three tenants. Wow. Um, so we've only got one and, and still we, at the moment. And now we're down to one. So, yeah. um, you know, that's totally different to those sort of areas. So whilst I'm not saying people haven't been impacted by COVID, I think the Hawkesbury area has predominantly kept their jobs, kept things going. So when we come, not that we're coming off JobKeeper because it goes to 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever, but I don't think we're going to see the big drop. Had we had a massive influx of properties come on the market in spring, I would have been a little bit more worried, but because it's so tight and the limited stock is coming on, I think it'll sail right through to Christmas and head off to be a pretty hot new year for for 2021. You guys got a good
0: story of a tenant, a landlord, or, of buyers or sellers?
1: I've got
2: a landlord story. When COVID first started and it was talk about people being impacted with income, yep. um, not being able to afford their rental properties and, and having to possibly move to something that's not as expensive and cheaper, I had one landlord ring me up and just say, I want $100 off my weekly rent with my tenant for the next eight weeks. I don't, I don't care if they're impacted or not. That's what I want to do for my tenant because I I love having them there. I don't want them to move. I want them to see some relief just for, you know, a couple of months at least to help them.
0: Wow, what a so great story.
2: The tenant didn't even have to ask for any help. The tenant didn't even require any help. The owner just wanted to do that for their tenant because they loved having them in there.
0: Wow, what a great story. Thank you. I'm not going to ask the address here because everyone's going to be queuing <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that tenant to leave, you know. <laughs> How about a, a story in sales?
1: Well, I've got a rental story as well, actually. We had one of our tenants and we had the property for sale and they were great tenants, they were so cooperative and, I mean, I'm interrupting their life by bringing buyers through and having open homes and they yeah. that, you'd nearly think they owned the property, they ran around and tidied it up better than they ever could. Right. They're better than some of my owners do even. <laughs> and when it came time, she said, look, we are going to move. We can see that it's all first home buyers coming to look at our property. We need to go. She said, We will only look at properties with you. Can you show us what we've got available? Arrange some inspections. And whilst I don't go out and show rentals every day, I made those arrangements for them. And um, they now move from one to the other. And it was just a, I just, I like the story because it was, they've been with us for a few years and they really didn't want to leave. And she did compliment us even. She said, You know, if I owned a property, you'd be the first agents to manage it because she said, That's you nice. are tough. Your girls are very stringent on what they do, but they're also very fair. And she said, we enjoy working with them. And she said, you brought your whole sales team through and, and you did the same. So it, it was a nice feeling that, hey, I didn't scare someone away. We didn't lose them because of a another thing happening. So, we've, nice.
2: we've had landlords that have become, I been mean, sorry, we've had tenants that have become our landlords yep. and, and, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's um it just shows that if you do the right thing, you're ethical about everything. You are tough but fair. That's what we like to think. Um, you know that the reward does come later on, and people can see what you're all about.
0: Okay, uh, a question here for you, Stephen. Do you have do you know of any development coming up that may affect the prices or some patches in your neighbourhood between Hawkesbury and the Nepean that may actually Jump between now and Christmas?
1: Between now and Christmas, probably not. I don't think I've got anything that's just going to jump in price in the next six months, but or the next sort of four or five months. But there's a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, if we look at sort of you know Richmond come Hobartville, for example. I mean, Richmond is 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 the same postcode two seven five three, but half of that suburb is called Hobartville. Now I must admit, even when I lived in that suburb, I still called it Richmond on my mail, and it got there. So, but Most people don't realise, but council have basically drawn a line through and from one street in Richmond to the very back street of Hobartville, they've now zoned that R3, which is medium density. And not many people know it. In fact, I've seen a few agents marketing properties that don't know it yet either. Although it's been around for a couple of years. But if I promote in that area, the first heading says R3 because you can basically walk into every single block there and build a duplex. Yeah, so um, is
0: R three only duplexes or is it townhouses and high rise too? It's uh, not high rise. That's yeah. R four. Right. So
1: it's really um, just duplexes or townhouses or whatever you can tend to fit on there. Yes, there, there is on the first of July though a new opportunity came with state government that the certifiers can approve any complying development under yeah. the zonings now. So R three is a perfect one, and they've just mentioned something called manor houses now. Um, So manor houses are something a little bit between a walk-up flat and probably a townhouse. Um, Still the same, similar size they can be. They just have to have a common entry or, you know, something that combines them together. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a flat where you all walk in off the same corridor, but it's that kind of concept, but maybe more of a townhouse style, which will probably let you fit more onto a block and will probably be a little bit cheaper to build because there's not as many car parking restraints on them, which is often what kills development. So that whole area there, most blocks there will fit minimum two on there. Some will fit three. um, And that's council's intention to change the whole of... If you want to build, you go to council and say, I want to build townhouses, they say, go look for R3 and go look in Hobartville. Um, But I mean, when we talk Penrith... Huge opportunities out there. I mean, yeah, Penrith. You, you told me earlier
0: 59 people move into the area yep, yep, every in the, week.
1: In the last 12 months, on average, 57 people growth per oh, 57. week. So it's, you know, it's, and I mean, years ago, I remember the stats for Port Macquarie were 11 people per week, and we thought that was big. And then you see Penrith, the Nepeans got 57 coming in. So you've got one of the most progressive councils in Australia, is Penrith Council. They have basically opened their arms up and said, business, industry, developers, come on down. We're ready for you. We will make room for you. We'll work with you. Um, Hence why, I mean, there's 822 properties for sale currently and there's 449 (laughs) properties for rent because it is that sort of huge. But when you've got a population of 207,000-odd people and over 80,000 rateable properties in the Nepean area, it's just a huge growth. And, I mean, you've got M4 running to it. You've got every road they can start to build is trying to run out to that area. Yeah. And it sits at the base of the mountains. So you've still got the likes of Springwood and, and Lura that can access those areas quite easily. So it's one area where I think we're really starting to see. I mean, and the prices are still cheap. I remember three years ago, you would pay like thirteen hundred dollars a square meter for R three properties in the Nepean area. Yeah. Now you can buy the same ones for you know less than a thousand dollars, eight hundred to a thousand dollars a square meter. So that's huge. You know, all right, the market's going to pick up and change again. But the units are still selling for the same price they were when they were at $1,300 a metre to buy the land. So there's so many opportunities and that's where a lot of the R4 and the high-rise development. I mean, I had a lady in an open on the weekend and she'd just sold her property for a million dollars. Developer had walked in, intends to bulldoze it and bought the whole street. And they're all in that vicinity to the hospital and the sort of centre of town. They're just going, let's go, let's go high. Let's build what we need to. So eight and ten story apartments are just popping up everywhere you see so there's a lot more supply over there because of that but when you've got 57 people a week on average moving in um, it's going to pick up that supply definitely wow. and it's affordable wow. which is even better um, I mean a multi-story unit is cheaper in Penrith than it is in Richmond oh wow you know like it's just it, it's a
2: tougher it's a tougher rental market in Richmond in Penrith
1: yeah. You've got a lot more diversity yeah. and they're, because they're, even their older units are a lot more high-rise than Richmond was probably used to. Yeah. Um, I mean, people say, when can I buy a multi-storey unit in Richmond? Probably never. Unless they change the zonings, there's not even mm. any more land left to build on them. They're all 40 years old and that's it. Mm. So, um, But it's just, I guess, you look at both our markets and it's such a cross-section. People want to move from the Hawkesbury to the Nepean and and so many people want to upgrade to acreage and move from the Nepean to the Hawkesbury. Um, so it's, But then we also have that same cross-link up to the Port Macquarie area. The number of referrals I get from even the Central Coast and then Port Macquarie and Foster in the Nepean area that want to move up to the mid-north coast. So it's fortunate to have a a family network of wisebury offices that we can just send people between and you know they're going to get looked after just as well as they did here when they buy up there or they sell here to move there. It just makes it easy, but certainly a, a, a great area to work in. Yeah. What, what
0: I love the most about your uh, strategy, you have an office in Penrith, which is one of the fastest growing areas, and then you have Richmond, which is really big on lifestyle, Hawkesbury River, and all the, uh, what is it, golfing area and, and open area. You, you actually own both of these offices. Yes. Like a lot of people say, yeah, but there's, we, we have an LJ Hooker here and we have an LJ Hooker up there, but they don't know each other. Where with you, whether you lease a property up in Richmond or in Penrith, the property actually can be shown and be spoken to. By both offices, isn't it? Yep, that's the beauty correct. about it. You, yep. you really own that corridor. It's an amazing strategy.
1: And we started it many years ago when I had, we had involvement with our Rouse Hill office, um, which is a, a, a very good office today. Um, but I was more impressed that the cross flow between the Hawkesbury and Nepean. Uh, I, I never imagined until we sort of took that office over for a very short time yeah. that we realised just how many people do move from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And it is not just all one way, it is back. So that's the advantage. I mean, when you list a property, whether you list it with, you know, Richmond or Penrith, all the staff from both offices will go and inspect that. With the, The sales team staff will go and inspect that property before it goes on the market. So that way someone, you know, especially some of the cheaper stuff, they can talk to investors. I mean, nowadays, if I talk to an investor, I go, yep, I've got three or four properties to send you. You don't mind the Nepean, do you? You don't want just Richmond and we send everything out because yeah. really they don't mind. Yeah. If they live in Hornsby and they've got to buy in Richmond or Kingswood, they don't care. They'll just buy mm-hmm. in one or the other. So I I love the fact that we've yep. got that. It's That's And right. it is something, as you say, is better than someone else in saying, oh, we've got an office over there can help you. Look, actually, I'll go and list your property over there for you or give my one of my team will list it. They know we've got that control and they know that continuity of service we we'll run between the suburbs. Right. Anything else, Jess? No. So I've got uh, my sales <laughs> story, though. i tell you for you, Jessica. Yeah, um, you stole my rental it, it was story. one of your rentals. Um, <laughs> and it was it – was, no, well, you, you've had one. It's all right. It was one of your rentals, actually, that I put up for sale and um, very first open. And we really thought we'd test the market a little bit. And um, it had some good features. Yep. And we stood there for our first. And actually, Lisa came with me that Saturday because uh, I knew i need extra people. Yep. And we were standing there at the open and we had like six couples turn up. And the first couple that walked in were this young couple, um, a, a, a couple of little kids, but they had a, a she was very, very pregnant. And she stood there and watched this crowd of people walk in. And on the way out, she whispered to me, we're buying this property today. You just have to tell me how to do it. And I said, well, we just need to move everyone else out of the way. Um, and that's what happened. They They... We worked out the settlement time because we yep. needed to get in, to get the tenants out and get the lady in. It sold for full price at the first open yep. um, and she just needed to be in, in time to have a baby and off they go and then you rented. And
2: those tenants actually moved in to another rental property of ours owned by the same owner.
1: Wow, And it was just coincidence, really. Yep. I mean, You know, we just said, hey, we've got this property, not telling them. And they go, yeah, that'll suit us fine. And it was the same landlord. So yep. landlord was happy. They kept their same great tenants. And over. we could then move them out a little bit quicker yep. so that the, the lady and their family could get in before she was due to have the baby. And um, she loves that. I was talking to her the other day and um, they love the area that she's just she said it was just luck. We widened our area out slightly. We walked in and we realized how much better value we could get. Yeah. Um, she said we stopped looking in the hills and went to the Hawkesbury and just opened up so many opportunities for them. So I was just so happy for them that I'm dropping in next week with a few gifts for the baby and they've moved to our area. Wow. It's
2: a, it's a good home with a lot of potential. Such a good home, that one.
1: It is definitely so
0: I love it. You guys really actually do care even for your tenant. That's an amazing thing. Isn't and, and your buyers and sellers. So I think that wisebury Wy- penrith and wisebury uh, richmond they're really applying that different in the way we care, motto Very
1: nice. You need to. I mean, we, and it even goes as far. I mean, Jessica's coming into her 17th year since she first started with us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she was like five, she says, because she's not really that old. <laughs> um, but it's the same. I mean, our, our newest person in our Richmond team has is, is been with us for one and a half years. Um, our property management staff, the, the minimum for there is hit past five years. And then obviously up to, you know, the, the Kiris at sort of 10 and 12 years, and then Jessica up to 17. So I think if, you know, what was that saying? If you treat your staff right, they'll always look after your customers. Yeah, And I think that's part of what we try to do. Um, and on that note, not talking about treating our staff right, but we're on a mass recruiting drive at the moment because COVID didn't slow us down at all. So I've got about four or five spare desks in Penrith that I'm looking to fill up very quickly. So if anyone who's out there happens to know someone looking for a career in real estate sales, definitely get in contact because we're we're certainly having to, you know, when one suburb is 10,000 homes, how do you make a poor salesperson manage four or five suburbs? It's just impossible. So great area to come and work in. Wow. Thank
0: you very much for today, guys. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. See you next month. Bye. (laughs)